Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. You're listening to Yeah, that's probably an ad. This is the Adweek Podcast, and this week we are going to be doing something a little different. Uh, For the last week or so, we've been asking folks to call in to a number we set up to leave a voicemail about how you're doing, Uh, you know, personally, professionally. This quarantine era era of dealing with uh, coronavirus uh, has been, you know, fascinating, I guess is the best way to put it. as I told my kids the other day, just really weird, the weirdest time in my life, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, we're living in history, and that's not always, you know, great day to day. So we wanted to just know, how has it changed you personally? How's it changed your job? What have you learned uh, in the process? Uh, I think we've all picked up a lot of new skills, <laughs> gotten comfortable with certain things, that, like uh, video chat and just certain things that we maybe hadn't always done. Before we get into the voicemails, um, and we've got a special little uh, appearance from Co, our co-host Co M, at the uh, end of the show, uh, who's been traveling uh, internationally and uh, to be with family, and has some uh, some thoughts to share at the end. But uh, first, before we get into the voicemail, I, I just wanted to share something for those of you out there who uh, are dealing with job loss or job uncertainty. Uh, this is really one of the worst periods of job loss uh, in in my lifetime uh, and one of the worst in American history. And so it's affecting everybody. Uh, many of my best friends uh, are out of work or have had their work reduced dramatically. And so I just wanted to talk about that. You're going to hear that come up um, on the voicemails uh, and you'll hear some references to um, the uh, Adweek mentors and mentees. Uh, we have an executive mentorship program uh, and uh, but we're also, if you're not in, involved in that program, or if you're curious to learn more, drop drop us a note at podcast at adweek.com, podcast at adweek.com, because we're also doing 15 minute mentorships uh, where we connect folks uh, who are looking for advice or guidance with a veteran in their industry, and uh, would love to get you involved with that when we uh, fire that one back up. So just want to explain the context on that one. But the thing I, I was going to say to you, if if you're dealing with job uncertainty, job loss, reduced hours. Uh, just the fear of not not having enough income uh, to cover your life, to cover your loved ones. Uh, I just wanted to share uh, as quickly as I can uh, just my own personal experience on this front. 
about 15 years ago, uh, I went to work on a Sunday uh, to work a weekend shift and found a paper in my chair uh, letting me know that I was being let go. Uh, I still had to work the Sunday, <laughs> but uh, but I was fired on Monday morning. Um, and, you know, it, it was a... It, you know, it was obviously one of the hardest times of my life. Um, I was living very far away from family um, and in in California, uh, so it was quite expensive, <laughs> tough place to live, even with money, uh, much less without any. And um, it it changed my life in ways that I, I think about a lot. Um, thankfully, most of them really, really good. Uh, in the long run, <laughs> in the short term, these things are very difficult. In the long run, um, it it really did kind of put my life on a very different trajectory. In the end, a very a very good one. Um, but again, we had to get through some really hard times uh, to get to get to where I am now. So when I when I give this advice, I don't want you to think it's me saying everything will get better because it often gets worse before it gets better. Um, but I just wanted to share three things I learned in, in that process. Number one is just to ask for help. Um, if you're like me or just if you're human, <laughs> you have pride. Uh, and it's really difficult to ask for help, especially when it in, involves money. Um, that, that's true for everybody. And you just you have to ask for help. It doesn't mean asking for money, although that's fine too. Um, it really just means letting people know the situation you're in and that you're looking for opportunities. Uh you don't have to act like, you know, you're coming to them on, on your knees or anything. It's, um, you know, it's something everyone's dealing with this right now. There's nothing strange about it. There's definitely nothing humiliating or, you know, bad about it. Um, but let people know, let people know you're looking for opportunities, that you're looking for help. If you're, if you're not going to make rent this month, let people know. I've seen so many Twitter threads. I've seen so many conversations out there of people helping, uh, people cover, you know, cover their rent and cover their, their urgent needs there's help out there. Uh, you just kind of have to take the, the time to ask for it. And I was reluctant at first when I lost my job because I felt like it somehow would make me look like like a failure, you know. I felt like a failure. And and it was tough to take a step back uh, and, and just ask for that. But, you know, it, I should have. I should have done it earlier. And and now you're if you're in this situation, you're part of a cultural moment. You're part of a you're part of something everyone's dealing with. So there's nothing strange about it. And you're going to be in really good company. Number two that I learned was, um, I didn't learn this actually for a few more years. I learned this when I became a copywriter after changing my career up and going into advertising. And one day I was just really struggling with, we, we had to develop a concept, me and my art director partner on a big pitch and the deadline was looming. I know this is like not exactly the most novel situation, but, um, I, w I was stressing out about, are we going to come up with the right idea in time? Uh, because the clock was really ticking. And my art director, Jason uh, Martin, who's just a wonderful human being, he, uh, he, said, <laughs> he said, like, he had this kind of zen quality about him. And he said, well, step one is just having the confidence to know you will come up with the idea. And then you'll, you'll just spend less energy worrying if you if you know, even if you're faking it, right? It's like a little self imposter syndrome. Even if you, uh, you know, are faking it, if you just say, "Well, I'm obviously I'm going to come up with the solution," then you you 
put less emotional energy into panicking and freaking out and wondering if it'll happen. And you spend that time working on how it will happen. So if you're at a point in your career where you're just not sure, will I, will I get my life back on track? Will I find a new track? You know, what if this is it for me, right? That's a natural thing. And it's, if, a, if, if one of your best friends said that, to you, you know, to you, like, I feel this way, you would say, that's ridiculous. It, this obviously isn't the end. This is just, you're, you're going into a new phase. Um, I think, you, you know, treat yourself the way you would treat your best friend and tell, and tell yourself that, of course, you're going to find it. And just once you have that confidence, I'm going to find the next step. I'm going to find this new phase then you just, that's where you'll put your energy is into finding where it is. And you won't exert, you, you have a finite amount of energy, you know, to put into these things and don't waste it on fear and worrying. It's natural to feel that way. Um, but, you know, just try and try to have, believe in yourself as much as you would believe in your best friend. And then number three is, this is another tough one to learn, is that when opportunities come along, when something seems like it might happen, it's okay to get your hopes up. It's okay to get excited for things. I don't know about you. Maybe this is just me, but like when I'm in a really bad situation and something seems like it could help, that could get me out of it, like I could find this dream job or this great job and it might come together, but it might not, right? Which is true. But if you obsess over the it might not, and if you tell yourself, I'm not going to let myself get excited, I'm not going to get excited. I used to feel this way all the time. And then someone just told me, uh, you know, it's okay to feel excited. You're not hurting yourself by getting, it's not like when, when it doesn't work out, you're going to be like, well, luckily I didn't let myself get excited. <laughs> it's not the, that's not the way, you know, your brain works. You're going to be equally disappointed. So just don't turn it into a negative when you're waiting to hear back on something you know, keep at it, stay focused, but like, you know, keep it on your, keep it on rare. I'm not saying like, just forget about your opportunity and set it aside. I'm just saying like, don't let it become a negative. It's okay to get your hopes up. It's okay to be excited about opportunities and not to feel like that somehow getting excited about it will make things worse. It won't. And in fact, it'll give you a little endorphin boost that will give you more confidence and really put you in a better place. Anyway, I'll stop talking now because we have so many great voicemails I want to get to. I just wanted to share those uh, as someone who's been there, and I feel for you, and I feel for your your loved ones and family if they're going through this. Uh, I've been doing everything I can to help folks, but you know, in the end, it's it takes a village. Like we all we all look out for each other. So if you're not in this situation, uh, I, I'm I'm very glad for you, and I hope you will support others who are. And so with that, let's get to the voicemails. Hey guys, this is Neville from Xander. Um, participated in the Ad Week Mentor Program. And I know you guys wanted to find out how we were doing during this time, so I just wanted to call to leave a few notes, a few tips on things that I've been doing. Um, the first thing, I think it's super important to have a routine and stick to it. You know, whether that's waking up at a certain time every day, getting some sort of physical activity, uh, listing out what your wins are going to be for that day, uh, the things that you want to tackle, the things that you feel good about accomplishing for that day and just making sure that you do it every single day. Um, the second is investing in yourself. I feel like taking this time to learn and explore sense of self-worth is super important. I've been, you know, attending digital conferences, uh, attending learning sessions, 
um, and attending webinars, just really to learn as much as I possibly can. Um, and the third thing, uh, I guess it's more of an affirmation, but it's really to win in the moment. Right now, everyone is confused. It's very awkward, uncertain times. I think the more that you can control what you eat, what you listen to, what you consume, what you read, what you watch, um, is really important. Um, in times like this, winners really come out of this moment when they're able to kind of buckle down and just think about the silver lining and all of that. Um, and I would say those are my three tips, things that I've been doing, manifesting on, and thinking about um, in during times of COVID. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate you. What you're doing is great, and happy to hear the podcast soon. Hi, everyone. This is Afriye Amakwa, and I'm an Adweek mentee. I've been hanging in there making lemonade out of these lemons during the quarantine, self-quarantine, staying home, just catching up on a bunch of readings. I even had a conversation with a spider. Turns out he's a nice web designer. Had to have a little corny joke in there. Um, But, yeah, that's what I've been doing, just telling myself little corny jokes to keep my energy flowing and smiling. I've also been just practicing gratitude, and it's actually been uplifting my mood. You know, it's a rough time, so I find that practicing gratitude really helps. I'm really thankful about my job and the creativity that's coming out of this moment. So, again, making these lemonades out of lemons, and I hope everyone else is doing well. Take care. Bye. Hi, I'm Eric Oster, staff writer for Adweek, covering agencies. Uh, I've been talking to people at agencies and hearing a lot about how they've really adapted to this situation and changed the way they've worked. And it, for the most part, clients have been really receptive to the changes that agencies have had to make. At the same time, it's uh, presented a lot of uncertainty, and that has mean that agencies have had to make some really difficult decisions and will continue to have to do so. Unfortunately, that also means that a lot of people are really worried for what that means for them. And freelancers are also finding themselves in an uncertain situation, a lot of uncertainty all around. And at the same time, um, there have been some rays of hope um, in terms of Clients find, uh, agencies finding ways of bringing clients together uh, to make the most of the situation and a real sense of uh, bringing a crisis bringing people together uh, and hopefully um, coming adapting in ways that will leave them coming out of the other side of things uh, in a better place. My name is Kevin. I'm a digital marketer in San Francisco, and work has fortunately kept me busy. But with my spare time and isolation, I've focused on, you know, learning some new skills with some online courses. I've been using a lot of LinkedIn learning, um, and also just kind of creating hands-on projects for myself to to really hone my content creation skills. I don't have a joke for you, but I uh, I do have an in, uh, a seemingly insurmountable task of trying to find a roommate in San Francisco during a lockdown, which has uh, basically forced me to get as creative as possible with, you know, creating some content around it. And it led me to actually make an absolutely ridiculous commercial, which surprisingly generated more interest than I thought it would. All right, take it easy. Hi, good morning. My name is Bernice Delos, and I am a senior account manager at Culture Trip, which is a travel 
digital platform, um, it's a startup, so even more, um, I think, vulnerable in this challenging time. Um, but I did just want to dial in and share some of my experience in the last couple of weeks um, since, you know, corona really kind of started. Um, the support and camaraderie among my um, colleagues has been incredible. Again, you know, coming from a travel um, a startup, it is quite challenging right now, and I think job security is um, heavy on everyone's mind right now. But despite that, we all uplift each other. We connect every single morning to talk about, you know, where we are and how we're feeling and just making sure that overall everyone is um, okay. Um, our founder and CEO is a psychiatrist, uh, so he is um, he's very worried about the mental health of everyone and has offered a lot of uh, resources for us um, should we need to connect with someone uh, or speak to someone. Um, again, I think the biggest thing and what I am um, happiest about it makes me really um, fulfilled to be a member of this uh, marketing community and it is that we truly have, I think, connected and leaned onto one another in a really special way. I have seen resource after resource come through my email and my inbox, you know, whether it's you want to speak to someone about your mental health and your anxiety or whatever it is or you know, I think everyone has opened up um, a lot of coaching, virtual coaching. I just got off of a, a Zoom call with Edith Cooper and, and the Medley group, um, and they were coaching on how to build and sustain meaningful relationships through these challenging times. And Edith Cooper herself was on this call, and it was intimate. It was less than 10 people. And, again, I think the, the beautiful thing in all of this um is how we've pulled together to um, uplift and support one another through these difficult times, you know, whether it's talking to someone or texting. And, and you know, I've texted with my previous um, colleagues from previous roles um, lately this week, you know, and, and it's, it's it's been a beautiful thing to see everyone come together. It's a shame that it does take a, a pandemic like this to kind of, uh, allow us to take our guard down a little and connect in this, this deeper, more meaningful way. Um, hey, hey, this is Heidi Palermo. Um, I am the head of Advocates Inside the Brand Series and now heading up our innovators community um, on LinkedIn, which is awesome. And I just wanted to share that, you know, while I've been working from home for a while, it's and I know it's very hard on a lot of people right now, um, I have to say, selfishly, I've been enjoying seeing everybody's faces that I normally would not get to see because I've been working from home. So that's been just to share something positive and the bright side of it. Um, and I have a, a two-year-old at home, so I am doing the juggle, too, like everyone else, but it, it really is humbling, and um, I'm, I'm getting through it. I do also want to add that I've been hearing a lot about um, just folks wanting to know what's next. Like, how do we start thinking about um, life after COVID and what we can anticipate and how we can all start to prepare for that? Um, so excited to hear and see all the things coming out um, of, of, you know, the innovators that are all working hard to just think about that. 
um, and excited to, to hear more. Thanks. I hope everyone stays safe and stays sane. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Evan Greenberg. I run Present Performance, Inc., a marketing consultancy focusing mainly on paid marketing like Instagram and Facebook ads, and I've been working remotely for over five years across a few companies. My recommendation for everyone is to set your phone's apps, like your email, on a limit via Apple's screen time settings. As the days and hours start to blend together, you may be tempted to work at all hours, but if you didn't work 24-7 before, don't work 24-7 now. Getting burnt out during your quarantine won't help anyone once you're back at the office. Stay safe, everyone. Hi, this is Marie Barry. I'm dialing in from Brooklyn, New York. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cara, an enterprise SaaS platform that automates the production of marketing material while maintaining brand integrity. Um, luckily, we can do all our work remotely. I've been working from home for two weeks now, same as my husband, and without childcare at the moment, we're tackling shifts for who looks after our eight-month-old daughter who's having the time of her life with both of us at home. Um, my tip is uh, really to get organized. So first, create a schedule for the day. Um, second, have a smaller to-do list. And third, have a glass of wine or a drink of your choice at the end of the day um, as a little treat. And my silver linings are all the Zoom calls with friends all over the world and the fact that now conversations are often real, honest conversations about how we are. Thank you. Bye. Hi, I'm Scott Nover, a reporter covering social media platforms for Adweek. While I'm usually based in Washington, D.C., I've been camping out with family in South Jersey for some time now. These last two weeks have been a whirlwind, but I'm trying to keep working hard while taking care of myself and those around me. As I report on social media and follow the news out of Washington, I'm thinking a lot about misinformation, what's reliable and what's not. Are we trusting experts or just the government officials that are saying what we want to hear? Back home in D.C., there aren't a ton of ICU beds left, and I'm actively worried about my friends and family there. The thing about misinformation now more than ever is that access to the right information is often a matter of life and death, and that's what worries me the most. Hi, this is Mary Emily O'Hara. I'm Adweek's diversity and inclusion reporter, and I'm calling from Portland, Oregon, where I work remotely from home all of the time. But things have still been different. This week in Portland, it was our first week of being under a shelter-in-place stay-at-home order. And so the city has, of course, radically changed. Parks are closed. Hiking trails are closed. And, of course, bars and restaurants uh, were closed a week ago. And now all non-essential businesses are closed as well. So I think what this means most for the culture here in Portland is uh, that people are normally really active physically and normally very outdoorsy, and they're staying home for sometimes for the first time. Uh, not being able to go to parks and hiking trails, I think, is especially hard for a lot of people here because it is such an outdoorsy town, and there's a lot of people with dogs who like to take them on long walks in the woods and stuff. and uh, now, if you walk around the streets of Portland, you just see people walking their dogs all day long. <laughs> dogs have taken over town. Uh, as far as how the city is doing otherwise, obviously Portland is, is suffering in terms of bar and restaurant closures, 
so many people work in the service industry here. We have a really thriving foodie scene, and that's completely shut down right now. We have a lot of artists and arts organizations, and according to the Regional Arts and Council, uh, the re- according to the Regional Arts and Culture Council here in Portland, artists and arts organizations across the state have lost an estimated $56 million due to closures, cancellations, unemployment, and all of that stuff. Um, and then yesterday, on Thursday the 26th, the local um, alternative weekly newspaper here, Willamette Week, reported that the city of Portland is laying off a full 40% of its 1,700-member workforce. And that's a lot of people. Uh, those are people who are mostly employed at the Oregon Zoo, the Convention Center, and the Expo Center. Otherwise, you know, Oregon, I think, is really holding together well. Portlanders are are very um, attuned to kind of DIY culture, and uh, a lot of people do gardening and things like that here. Uh, it's it's a little bit more of a homeowner's town than than an apartment renter's town, although that is changing and has been changing. Hey, David, uh, back here at Adweek. Thank you so much to everyone who took a moment to leave us a voicemail. Um, we're not going to keep that hotline going for now, but you can always send us a note at podcast at adweek.com. Wanted to leave you uh, with one last bit. Uh, to, it's about 15 minutes. Um, up to you. If you'd like to stick around for it, it's quite nice. You might want to get comfortable and just have a little moment of zen here. Uh, if you're not in a good space for it, uh, you can maybe come back to it later. As I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Co-M, our co-host and producer, uh, has been traveling. She's in Korea uh, with family, and uh, she wanted to include uh, a nice kind of guided meditation relaxation to just help us all decompress from everything that uh, we've been going through and uh, and just wanted to share that with the, with each of us uh, it's it's quite quite lovely so thanks in advance to co for this and uh, yeah hope you enjoy it hi there we thought it might be helpful to offer another mindful meditation for marketers advertisers and creatives So if you are meeting and practicing with us, please find a comfortable seat. You can also lie down. We're going to go through a series of visualization practices that could help you get into the flow state. So go ahead and feel where your body is connecting to your seat or the floor. Just notice the different points of connection. Where are the negative spaces? Maybe underneath your knees or underneath the back of your neck if you're lying down. And with your feet relaxed, your hips relaxed, your stomach relaxed, your shoulders relaxed, 
your hands relaxed, your eyes relaxed. With your entire body a little bit more relaxed, find your breath. Where is it rising and falling in your body? How is it rising and falling in this exact moment without any judgment? And then go ahead and start to imagine a balloon. A balloon in your torso so we can induce this diaphragm breathing. So what's interesting about the diaphragm is it's actually inverse of what we think. So as we inhale, the diaphragm gets smaller and as we exhale, it increases. So as you inhale, think about the balloon deflating and as you exhale, that balloon gets bigger. Try to make the inhales and the exhales as even as possible. Try to imagine this balloon deflating and inflating as you breathe in and out. And then go ahead and let that effort go. Let that balloon kind of float away. From here, we're going to go into box breathing. So all you have to do is follow my count. And you'll breathe in for four, three, two, one. Hold your breath for four, three, two, one. Exhale four, three, two, one. Hold for four, three, two, one, inhale four, hold four, exhale four, pause four, inhale four, hold four, hold, exhale four. Pause for inhale, hold, exhale, pause on your own for four and four. Four, four, again, and 
Very, very nice. Go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. Open your mouth and sigh it out. Inhale. And let it go. One more deep breath in. And release. Good. Now very slowly, go ahead and shift your seat or just get a little bit more comfortable. We'll continue on with an anxiety reducing exercise through imagination, through visualization, through the empowerment of knowledge and awareness. So anxiety is worry that gets translated into tension into our body. Anxiety is normal. It's a very human thing to experience. I know that I am with you if you're experiencing it. But what helps us is to remember what control that we do have and what we don't have control over. What we have control over is sometimes our breath and our reaction and the space that we give ourselves to process and react. So I want you to start thinking about a nice beach setting where there are slow rolling waves. You're standing facing towards the ocean at a distance that's comfortable for you. Maybe your feet are in the water. Maybe you're a few feet away from the water. So I want us to think of this body of water as a way to imagine past, present, and future. The past is when we can be nostalgic for something or be grieving something, which is very normal as we're in the new normal. The present is our new normal. It's right now, though, just right now. And then the future can be riddled sometimes with anxiety, but also hope. But either way, we're going to radically accept it all and through the breath. If you've done yoga, you know of this oceanic breath, this ujjayi breath. So feel free to incorporate it by coming into a Darth Vader-like constriction of the throat. So as you inhale, you're going to let your future come closer towards your present, towards your body, towards this image of you standing by the ocean as this wave comes towards you. And then as you pause for a second, that's the real present moment. So feel whatever sensation comes up. And as you exhale, you're going to let go of the past as the wave of the ocean recedes. So inhale, the wave comes in. As you hold, the wave crests, right? That little moment before the turn. 
And as you exhale, the wave recedes back. It pulls back as it naturally does. Inhaling the future towards you, holding the present, and then exhale, blowing the anxiety away. Inhale, hold, and exhale. Inhale, hold, exhale. Let go of any more constriction and feel free to breathe freely. And for these last few moments, I want you to breathe naturally. Maybe a layer of worry or tension has left. And for the next minute, just Actually, think of something that you're looking forward to. Let it come to life behind your eyes. It could be very soon from now. Maybe something bigger way later. It could be someone. Just go through the thoughts and the pictures and the emotions and feelings of what it would be like. How it might bring you joy or peace or happiness. Soak that in as something to look forward to, almost like a North Star. And then go ahead and place your hands on your heart, whether you're sitting or lying down. Feel the warmth of your body, the warmth of your breath, the warmth of the present moment. Know that whatever you're feeling, these hours, these days, these weeks, is all valid. We're all in this together, even though we're physically apart. We're all still connected. We all have the shared human experience. I'm so grateful for you to be listening. 
And again, we want to thank all the folks who chimed in with what's going on in their worlds. I know that here in Korea, um, I have seen glimmers of hope and normalcy, even though I might fall into the traps of worry. I always come back to practice and community. So I hope you have a great week as well as can be. We're all trying our best. And signing off from Seoul, I'm Ko Im. Thanks so much. Hey, this is David again. I'd like to thank Ko so much for that. And uh, don't forget, you can drop us a note uh, at podcast at adweek.com. Our theme music is by Home. Uh, this week's episode was produced by Ko M uh, and uh, edited by Lane McGivney. Uh, thank you so much to both of them. I'm David Greiner for Adweek, and we will be back next week. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.